Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is... Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners. That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. Justin Hare, head baseball coach of Campbell University, welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys, man. well, I'm really it, excited to be here. Well, I'm 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 grateful that you're here, Coach. There were there was really, I mean, when when we started looking at this baseball season in the college ranks, there were two names that really jumped off the page of guys that I needed to get on this show. One is Gary Gilmore down at Coastal Carolina. Obviously, the success of that program, Gary Gilmore's story, is certainly one of those that needs to be told in this part of the world. But certainly, Justin here. No question. Justin Hare, your story is one that is becoming something of legend. The first question I want to ask you is, Coach, how does a little place like Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, become such a hotbed for college baseball? Uh, I mean, you know, I think for, for us, the the people that we have that, that surround our program are tremendous. The people that we have in our program are tremendous. And I think to be able to do something, anything in any industry, in any business, in any location in the world, to be able to do something that a lot of people maybe don't think is possible or that has, has not really been done before takes a certain amount of vision and, and, definitely some dreaming, right? Like you got to dream on it a little bit. Like you have to be willing to have thoughts and and dreams and plans that, that are way bigger and way scarier than anybody's ever had before. But then you also have to have the ability and, and have the people and the support around you to be able to start to chart out a course on, on how to get there. And then you got to have some things go your way and be fortunate and have people that trust the vision that that your organization's putting out there. And and we've been fortunate in every one of those instances. Well, and, and, and you certainly have been, there's, there's been no question about it. Coach, of course, now you've been with the Campbell university program. Now you're in your 16th season, but your nine is your ninth is the head coach. So, so coach, the question that I want to ask is what was it? What were the pieces that were in place when you took the helm of the program that you're like, you know something? I've got this crazy notion. I think that Campbell University can be the kind of place that not only wins conference championships, but hosts regionals and potentially goes to super regionals. And who knows? Maybe if everything works out, ultimately goes to Omaha. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> I mean – the greatest part about Campbell and 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 from where we were when we got there in 2007, when I came as an assistant working for Greg Goff, who's now the head coach at Purdue, um, was that there 
was not like it, it sounds weird to say there there wasn't like a huge track record of success which honestly like walking in the door that's kind of what you want like i like i you talked about gary gilmore i don't want to be kevin schnall because i have to follow gary gilmore that's not like that's right like i don't want to follow that legend um and, and so we were able to walk in the door kind of with a with a clean slate and and be able to kind of start from the ground floor maybe a little under the ground floor but we were able to start with very low expectations and able to have some time um, and ability to, to build and, and, and figure out our niche and, and do some different things. Through that first seven years, we were able to, to grow it and, and improve the facility and, 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 and get some things done, kind of figure out kind of the type of, of young men that we needed to recruit. And then when I was able to, to be um, elevated in, in the summer of 2014 after we went to our first regional in 24 years, we went to the South Carolina regional in 14. Um, I was 33 years old, first time head coach, um, taking over a program that had won 40 games, three straight years, you know, but I needed to kind of figure out the type of head coach I needed to be. I knew how to be an assistant. I've been an assistant for 11 years. I, I, I felt comfortable with that, but figuring those pieces out, but having an administration and, and having an athletic director at the time named Bob Roller, um, who had a vision and a, and a love and a passion for um, for coaches and for facilities and for improving the student-athlete experience, um, was a huge – like, being around that guy every day um, until he left in, in 2018, so basically for, for four and a half years being around him – working close to him every single day, um, like allowed me to look at the situation that we were in and, and dream a little bit bigger about what we might become, um, with some success, with some support from the administration, with some support from the donors. And, you know, I, I distinctly remember sitting in a meeting before the 2018 season in January of 2018, um, and, and we were talking about, you know, a vision for the program. Where do you see it? And give me your 30,000 foot view, this, that, and the other. And he just said, you know, Justin, I, I'm just going to be honest. I think there's no reason that, that we can't build this program into what Louisiana Lafayette is, into what Dallas Baptist is, into what, you know, some of those facilities like Coastal now has and, and Liberty now has. And that's where we want to get to. And, and, and I remember sitting there thinking, well, gosh, dang, like maybe my vision for, for where we can go has been too small and not scary enough. And here's my boss, you know, with years and years of experience telling me to think bigger and dream bigger and, 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 and pursue those things even more. And so I think that vision and, and support and care from him and from the administration at that time has really driven us the last four or five years and and you know and and now our new athletic director hannah Baysmore is is very similar she worked underneath bob for for you know seven years and has a very similar thought and vision for where we can get to and so it's exciting and it's fun and and um it, it's it's one of the better places to work man because there is no dream too big right there now nobody's going to come in and write us a 15 million dollar check but um we can piece it together and, and work and, and, and continue to build it. Um, and there's not a lot of places in the country that, that the sky is the limit. 
Justin Hare here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Now, Justin, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you've mentioned all of that because, again, if you look at it from the larger college baseball perspective, this is the, the Campbell program coming to national prominence is really almost a meteoric rise. Now, again, usually there's a lot of the groundwork that's done that nobody really sees that, that stretches out the timeline a little bit, and I'm sure that's part of your story as well. But one of the things that you touched on was facilities. Another thing that was happening at the same time is now all of a sudden you're getting players like Cedric Mullins making it to Major League Baseball and whatnot. And so my question for you is, could one have happened without the other, or was it just a synergy of circumstances that just kind of worked in unison that really helped kind of create, at least on the outside, a meteoric rise for Campbell? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's probably more of a synergy of both when, when you – when you know you got guys like Ryan Thompson that's in the in in the bullpen with the the Rays right now, and and then Cedric comes in. RT finished in fourteen. Cedric came in in fifteen, and, and played for us my first year as head coach, and and now has become an all star and um, thirty. You know, just a tremendous big leaguer and guys like Zach Neto that that came in and, and are now in the big leagues and, and we've probably got five or six guys that are in double or triple A. It it, it it really goes hand in hand in terms of having guys with success that, that be are able to make it to the big leagues, but then also having um you know having the ability to when those young men are at our place to develop them as people and develop them as players and have the resources and the facilities to be able to do that and consistently like pushing the limits of those things because we want them to 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 um feel like you know they're they've got the opportunity to be that next first rounder they've got the opportunity to be that next big leaguer We've had 12 guys in the history of Campbell play in the big leagues, and five of those 12 have come since 2015. So in the last, you know, seven or eight years, almost half of the big leaguers in school history have have made it to the big leagues. And so, um, you know, we got another handful that are on deck that are literally a phone call away um, from being in the big leagues. We could have two or three more guys in the big leagues by the end of, of this summer. Um and so it's super exciting because those guys see the vision. They understand that that our our whole mantra and, and motto is development without distractions. I mean, our school is in the middle of tobacco and cotton fields. And, and so we we set out with the vision and hope and dream to be a baseball player producing factory, right? And 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 looking for guys that want that. Small school, small town, not a bunch of distractions because I want to find out how good of a person and a player I can be. And and we've been able to hit on some of those guys, but we've also been able to have the facilities and, and the vision from, from our administration and our staff to provide them with the best developmental tools and staff that we possibly can. And so it's been a really, really fun um, marriage and, and, like you said, a, a synergy of those two things kind of coming together at the same time. Justin here, here with us here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, I, I wanted to ask this question because much like when Coastal Carolina was making their national title run just a, a little while back, 
you know, they decided that they were going to move to a new conference. Campbell University is going to be doing the same thing as it relates to going to the Colonial Athletic. From your standpoint, what are some of the things that moving to the Colonial Athletic Association does for this program and the long-term vitality of the program? Well, I think first and foremost, the 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 stability of, of the colonial is is really important in today's day and age of of conference realignment and Lord knows what else is coming down the pipeline in the NCAA. The colonial being rock solid with a plan for growth and and all that kind of stuff allows us to have a home that we can feel very comfortable with. I think for for a, for a while. Um, you know, just as a department from a baseball standpoint, I think, you know, where, where, you know, our conference was where, where the big South was about 10 years ago, um, you know, in the top 10 or 12 division one conferences, there's 31 division one conferences in baseball and the big South when coastal was in it. And, and we were starting to get rolling in the early 2010s, um, Liberty was rolling and, and Winthrop and High Point Radford was, was going, had some good, good years there. We were, you know, 10, 11, 12 from an RPI standpoint. And so, so that allowed for opportunity for maybe multiple bids to the NCAA tournament. Well, now that the colonial has kind of solidified them themselves as a top 10, 12, 13 RPI league. And, and so when when you start to look at the opportunity to be able to go to Omaha, you start to look at the opportunity to to play in June, um, which is always the goal is is to be in the conversation in the field of sixty four to to have the opportunity to be one of the last eight teams playing. You you're you're constantly whether it's scheduling or, or playing on the road or or whatever it is. You're like at our level at the mid major level. You're trying to figure out how to put your program in the best position possible to, if you don't play great the last weekend of May at a conference tournament, you still have an opportunity to make the NCAA tournament. And so moving to the Colonial for us, I think we'll, we'll assist in that goal of, of putting our program in a position to, if, if we don't win a conference tournament championship one weekend in May, the body of work that we can put together between our non-conference scheduling and our conference scheduling um, will give us an opportunity to, to be in that mix on the years that we have good years to be in the mix to, to get an NCAA at large. And, and I think that's the biggest benefit to us as, as a baseball program is the strength of the Colonial and, and the programs that are in that. And uh, it should be a really, really fun challenge. It'll be a little bit different travel-wise um, going up to some of those those teams in the Northeast, um, but those should be good life experiences for our guys and for our players, and um, should get us ready for for whatever you know comes next. Hopefully, at the at the end of every year. Well, Coach, I, th- I think you've touched on something that that was going to lead me to my next question, and I think this is a really critical point in this. You're basically, by moving to the Colonial Athletic, you're giving yourself a chance to take on the likes of Elon, UNC Wilmington, all part of the Colonial Athletic Association. Now, of course, there are teams in Virginia and moving farther up the eastern seaboard. But the the direction I'm going with the question is this. If you've got teams like Elon, 
and UNC Wilmington in the mix in the Colonial Athletic Association, you're getting the opportunity to play midweek games against ACC schools with regularity, and you're beating ACC schools with regularity. One of the things that's happening is you're proving that you belong in the, in the landscape of baseball in North and South Carolina, which is really a daunting task. Could you touch on just how deep the level of talent is in North and South Carolina with all of the teams that are very, very highly thought of in college baseball? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think like two weeks ago, um, you know, and, and I mean, there's 15, there's 15 national polls, right? Like, you know, that are, that are available out there. But I think like two weeks ago, I think like five out of the top 10 or five out of the top 12 of the, of the, you know, of the teams in the polls were either in North or South Carolina, you know? And, yes. and so, I mean, half of the top 10 being, being from, you know, basically a five hour radius of, of of where we're located um you know there's 19 or 18 division one schools in the state of north carolina itself um you know there's there's 25 or 26 i think between north and south carolina if you throw virginia in there you're talking about 40 division one programs acc sec all the conference usa american i mean you name it Every top conference is represented. I mean, the depth of, of talent and, and competition in our region is, is unbelievable. But at the same time, so too is the opportunity, right? The opportunity to be seen and evaluated at a professional level. Uh, I think North Carolina ranks as, as in the last five drafts, has the fourth most guys drafted of any state in the country. Um, and, and so – you're talking about an area and an opportunity to come and and grow and be challenged and be seen. And, and if you put together uh, competitive schedules and if you work your tail off and, and, and compete at the highest level, you have a legitimate chance year in and year out to be prepared to go into postseason play. And when I say that to the NCAA tournament, hopefully – and not just show up and 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 take your two wins and your medallion or your two two games and your participation medallion, but have a legitimate chance to jump in uh, and do something really special and play for a while because of the area that we're in, because of of the scheduling that you have the opportunity to take advantage of, because of um, being in an area that that really pushes college baseball. Um, to the to the top level um it's a really fun area to be in it can be stressful at times right because man it, it feels like you're always playing catch up but man to to be around the the programs and the coaches that are in this area day in and day out it's only a, a driving factor for us to to keep improving and to keep getting better um to not only solidify our 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 space hopefully in the top portion of that but but to continue to drive us to to earn it every single day because it is hard man you're you know we're playing coastal carolina three times this year we played ecu three times this year north carolina duke i mean you name it man like it's it's it can be an absolute gauntlet um but man it's it's as fun of college baseball uh, as you're gonna find in the entire country well, Coach, I'm, I'm hoping that what we can do is this, because 
I've been very intrigued by what you've been talking about as vision. Uh, I would love to get some thoughts about vision, your vision for the Campbell program, so on and so forth. I, it, please allow me the opportunity to reach back out to you sometime this summer so we could spend a little more time talking about the vision that you have for Campbell baseball uh, because I think it's a very intriguing story, and I think that, one, folks in our part of the state need to hear about. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, anytime, man, I, I'd love to come on. and um, Any opportunity I have to, to speak to anyone about our program and, and, and our young men and, and hopefully where we're, we're headed as a program is, is welcomed by me and our staff and, and really, really appreciate the opportunity. Well, Coach, I'll definitely get a chance to see you down in Spartanburg when you come to face off against USC Upstate in the final weekend of the season. I'll be covering a couple of those games on ESPN+, Plus, so I'll make sure I stop by and say hello, and we can have that conversation sometime this summer. Justin Hare, thank you so Love much it. for being a part of the Rush Hour Morning Show this morning. Appreciate it, guys. All right, folks, when we come back on the other side of the timeout, we'll be close to the bottom of the hour here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.